Respected ulama kiram elders and brothers, the ayat which I recited in the khutbah from Surah Al-Hashr, wherein Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says, فَاعْتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ O people of intellect, O people of understanding, O people of insight, take a lesson. Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this, the beginning of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about a very powerful, mighty Jewish tribe that were living in Medina Munawara at the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, known as the Banu Nadir. This tribe were from among the progeny of Hazrat Harun ala Nabina wa alayhi salatu wa salam. And they were actually from Syria. But when they heard that the final prophet will migrate to Medina Munawara, then they actually came to settle down in Medina Munawara. And many years had passed, and ultimately Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Medina Munawara. And when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Medina Munawara, then one of the things he did was that all the tribes living around Medina Munawara, he made a peace treaty with them. That we will not interfere with you, we will not harm you, and you will not harm us. But these people were not prepared to accept the command of Allah. They were not prepared to accept the terms and the conditions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And on several occasions, they tried to break this treaty and they tried to harm Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Muslims. And eventually, then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam had given them an ultimatum that I'm giving you a time, 10 days, for you to vacate and leave this place. Because you cannot remain here anymore. Because you are not loyal to the pact and the agreement that was made. And these people tried to resist initially. They were very strong. They had forts. And they had taken 
shelter and protection in their forts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, O oh Muslims, you never thought that they will leave Medina Munawara. And they never thought that also. They thought that their forts will protect them. But ultimately, eventually, they had no other option, but they had to leave Medina Munawara. They were exiled from Medina Munawara. They were banished from Medina Munawara. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this incident. And after mentioning this incident, Allah says, فَاعْتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ O people of understanding, O people of intellect, don't ever think to yourself, you are invincible. No, Allah can destroy you. When you will move away from the teachings of Allah, you will move away from the sunnah of Rasulullah Allah doesn't need you. Allah doesn't need anyone. We need Allah. Antubul fuqarahu Allah. Every second of your life, every minute of your life, every facet of your life, every need, every necessity, you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah is there with you, then there's nothing for you to fear. But if you do not have Allah, all the wealth in the world, all the affluence, all the power cannot be of any avail to you. That is why Allah is telling them, take a lesson. And this is... The condition of a mu'min and a believer that he reflects and he constantly, he takes a lesson from things. Throughout the Qur'an Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the disbelievers of Makkah Mukarramah. And Allah says, أَفَلَمْ يَهْدِلَهُمْ كَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنَ الْقُرُونِ يَمْشُونَ فِي مَسَاكِنِهِمْ You travel throughout the world. You travel to Syria. You travel to different places. Did you never, did you ever reflect that they were civilizations. You can see remnants of homes. People were living in this place. What happened to those nations? Who wiped them out of the surface of this earth? Who had exterminated them? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is constantly reminding them, فَاتَبِرُوا Listen. Take a lesson. Understand. Open up your mind. Start understanding things before it is too late. Because when Malakul Maut is going to come, then there's no grace that is given after that. Then it is too late for you to reflect. It's too late for you to do anything. And that is also one of the wisdoms why we are commanded to attend janazas. One of the wisdoms is so that we will reflect over death. That is one of the reasons why we are commanded to visit the Qabristan and the graveyard. فَإِنَّهَا تُذَكِّرُ الْآخِرَةِ This will remind you of the Akhirat. Go to the graveyard and look at the grave of that person and ask yourself, where is this man's fleshy cars? Where is all his wealth? Where is this man's properties? Where are all his investments? Where are all his friends? That he would break the commands of Allah to please those friends. Where is all of this now? This man is here alone. What is there with him in the grave? What is there with him? What does he have? What did he take with him? Our whole life, we are chasing after wealth. Our whole life, we are disputing. We are fighting everything about material. Did this man take that with him or not? Reflect, ponder. You know, pious people of the past, it is mentioned, the three places they would frequent. Very, very often, they would visit three places. Same, to take a lesson. One of the places they would visit was the Qabristan. And when they would go into the Qabristan, they would go with this mindset, that see this man, he is now in the grave. I could have been here also. I could have also been gone. What makes me special? Why is it I never passed away? 
I could have also been gone. So many people passed away. Young people passed away. Fit people passed away. So why is it? So then they take a lesson. As though that's a new life. You know they're walking out of the graveyard. Is that Allah gave me one more opportunity. Allah gave me one more chance. To make that positive change in my life. So that the time when I have to leave this dunya. I will leave with no regrets. Another place that they would attend. Would be the hospitals. You know you go to the hospitals. Even before the virus. You'll find all types of people in the hospitals. People are there in the hospitals for weeks and months. They are suffering, they are in pain. No one can help them, no one can do anything for them. Then they make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, you protected us. What can we say? How did we get protected? There's no, nothing special about us that we can say we've got something special. These were ordinary people like us. But the man is sick now. No one can sort his problem out. No one can because shifa comes from Allah. So then they would reflect, now they would make shukar. Now Allah gave me this good health now. Now how am I using this good health? How much of ibadat I'm making now? How much of time I'm spending in the masjid? How much of time I'm spending in the path of Allah? How am I utilizing this good health? That is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A third place that they would normally frequent would be the prisons. And often in the prison you will find that they are innocent people. Not everyone in the prison is a person that is guilty of a crime. Sometimes innocent people also have been locked up in the prisons. Then they make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this reflection is a very important aspect in the life of a Muslim. Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala. He is walking following a janazah. And one person comes and asks Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu a stranger. He comes and he asks him that whose janazah is this? So what a beautiful answer he gave him. He told him brother, it's your janazah. And... If you're not, you know, prepared to accept this answer, then it is my janazah. Meaning this is not a time for you to worry about who it is, what happened, how he passed away, what was his age. No, it is now a time for you to reflect and ponder and think about your own condition. Think about what's going to happen to you. One buzurk is seen some people, they were crying, they were grieving. Someone passed away. So he goes and he advises them that, you know what, brothers... I think it is more important for you to grieve over your own selves. Because this man, number one, he's, he is never to see Malakul Mot again. He's passed this phase. This is a phase that we all got to pass. And he has passed it now. He's not going to see Malakul Mot again. The second thing is that he doesn't have to go through the pangs of death again. He's over it. He's done with it now. And the third thing is that this person here, he doesn't have this fear now of him losing his iman. He died with his iman. We have to worry about what is going to be our condition. How are we going to leave this dunya? There were two brothers, very, very close. Inseparable, you couldn't separate the two. One brother, the elder brother, had to go, you know, on a journey for some business. When he came back, he found out that his younger brother passed away. So naturally, he was very grieved. And every day he would go to the graveyard and he would cry at the graveyard. Until one day he heard a voice from the unseen. Ya ayyuhal baqi ala ghairi. O person who is crying over someone else. You crying all the time about this person. Nafsaka asliha wala tabkihi. Put yourself right. Rectify your own condition. 
Stop crying over him. That person who you are crying behind him, you are crying day and night. Yushiku, yushiku, yushiku. Antasluka fi silkihi. It is very close, very, very close that you're going to follow his footsteps. So this word yushiku was repeated three times. And then the ulama interpreted the message as this person had three days left. As soon as he heard this, he developed a fever, he went home, and in three days he passed away. So you are going in the same line. We all are going in that same direction. We all are heading there. What matters is what you're going to take with you when you are going. What do you have? And that is why I'm saying this reflection is such an important thing. In every aspect of our lives, let us reflect, let us ponder, let us learn a lesson as a mu'min and as a believer. Every day should be a, a, a new learning experience for you. Every day you should learn a new lesson. Pious people of the past, they always learned lessons. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one day he sees a person that is short. He sees a person that's got some deformities. You know now, you'll see a person short, got some de- eh, shame, you'll feel sorry for the man. What did Nabi Kareem sallallahu do? Immediately he fell in sajda. Making shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Allah you protected me, you saved me from this. I could have been in this man's condition. What was so special about me that... I got saved, it is only Allah's fuzzle and Allah's grace. Nabi Karim taught his ummah, when you see a person in a calamity, I'm showing you the reflection, reflect, keep your mind open. How long more our minds are going to be locked with only worldly things, only worldly concerns, only worldly worries. How long more are we going to consume with the thought of how we're going to make more money? Nabi Karim said, when you see a person in a calamity, you must read this dua. Inshallah, if you read this certain dua, Allah will not afflict you with that calamity. Alhamdulillahilladhi afani mimma abtalaka bihi wa faddalani ala kathirim mimman qalaqa tafdila. All praise be to Allah who saved me from that calamity. Put you in me every day. Every day you're hearing someone passed away, someone got knocked. Someone got killed, someone got murdered, someone got robbed, someone got hijacked, someone got a certain sickness. Now is the time for you to read this dua. All praise be to Allah who gave me afiat, who protected me, who saved me. Allah protected me. It was not my own achievement though. We are, we are deceived in thinking. It's our own achievements. No, it's nothing of ours. You can take all the means. You can take all the measures. We have seen it with our eyes. People took all the means. People took all the measures. They no more here in the dunya. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that protects. Afani mimma abtalaka bihi wa faddalani ala kathirim mimman khalaqa tafdila. And Allah gave me superiority over many of His creation. So this is this very important aspect now in our lives to reflect. There's an incident that comes in the kitabs of Hazrat Zunun Misri Rahmatullahi, a very great saint of the past. And he is seeing something very unique. He is by the bank of a dam and he sees the scorpion. And he thinks now the scorpion is waiting here right by the edge, by the water. And then all of a sudden there is a turtle that comes to the edge of the water. And the scorpion jumps on the back of the turtle. And the turtle rushes to the other side of the dam. And Zunun Misira Matlali, he tells the person with him, let's go and see, something unique is happening, something strange is happening. 
And here they go onto the other side of the dam. What do they see? There is a man, a drunk man that is sleeping. He is sleeping in a drunkard state. There is a snake on him, about to bite him, about to attack him. And here the scorpion comes. It jumps on the snake. It attacks the snake. And it overpowers the snake. And the scorpion then goes back. And it jumps back on the back of, of, that, of that turtle. And it goes back to the place it came from. So Zunun Misir Ali then read some couplets of poetry. And advising this person that, oh, person that's negligent. You are negligent. And yet look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is protecting you. How Allah is taking care of you. And every day this happens. It is that Allah Ta'ala doesn't make an announcement, you know, to tell you, you know, this is how I protected you. Every day Allah is protecting us. You know, you're going to work and you're coming back. What do you think? It's a coincidence. There was one buzurk in India that if he go to just, you know, to the marketplace, maybe not even one-tenth of the crime that we have got here. And he would come back, he would go and read two rakats namaz to make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do you think? You just went and you came back. Your children just went and they came back. No, this is Allah's divine protection. Allah protected them. Allah brought them safely. What gratitude are you showing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What level of appreciation in your life? How many changes did you make to say, for the deen of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah, will change this. Never mind. My nafs wants it. Society is telling me to do this. My family is telling me to do this. But Allah doesn't want me to do this. I will defy everything else. I will defy my own nafs. But I will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What level of loyalty? Because we don't ponder. There's no pondering anymore. We don't reflect. We don't think. If we're thinking, we're only thinking about worldly things. A person is planning his mind. He's only planning about worldly things. We need to start thinking about the akhirat. We need to seriously sit and think now. How are we going to change our lives? So this is a very, very important lesson. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts calamities. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us in this dunya. When calamities come, any form of natural calamities, whether it is a tsunami, whether it is a flood, whether it's an earthquake, whether it's drought, whether it's some sort of virus, everything is coming with Allah's permission. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you a message. Allah is giving you a wake-up call. You need to be receptive to that message. You need to wake up to that message. Allah ta'ala himself is mentioning in the Quran Sharif. فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بِالْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ We took them to task with difficulties, with hardships. Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَضَرَّعُونَ So that they turn to us, they cry to us, they repent to us. Pious people of the past, you know, when they found things were not going the way they wanted it to go, what did they do? Did they start blaming people? No. فَقَدُوا أَعْمَالَهُمْ They start inspecting their own actions. What is wrong in my life? Those are pious people I'm talking about. You know, people who never miss their tahajjud. We'll call them saints. But they're thinking, no, you know what? This morning, tahajjud time, I never made my miswak. I missed out miswak today. The other day, I left out that sunnah. Today, I was supposed to read five paras Quran. I read only four and a half paras. They reflected, they constantly reflected. And then they put themselves right. As soon as they put themselves right, immediately Allah changed the conditions. You know, some pious people, they say that The day I see my animal is not behaving properly. You know, I came to jump on this horse 
and this horse is being a bit stubborn. I recognize my sins in the behavior of my animal and in the behavior of my wife also. That day my wife is being very difficult. She's being unreasonable. I'm trying to reason with her. She's not understanding. So what they said, start screaming, start shouting, start fighting, bring the roof down. No. They said this is also from Allah. Because Allah is controlling that heart. Who controls the hearts? Allah is controlling that heart. So immediately they reflected. They understood that this is my sins. I have to change myself. I will change myself. Allah will change the condition. Otherwise you can do every other measure you can take on the surface of this earth. Nothing is going to happen until and unless you don't rectify that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The powerhouse has cut out the power. Now you're pressing the light, you're breaking the light, you're doing this. Why you got to sort the problem with the powerhouse? When the power is good, powerhouse is going to release the power, then you're going to get that power. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. So this way, yeah, even a dog understands. You know, ulama give us an example. You take a stick and you hit a dog. The dog knows the stick is not hitting the dog. It's the person that is hitting the dog. The dog also realizes this. So whatever, this is just an excuse now. Allah will bring about conditions. Allah will bring about halat. But you have to understand, everything is coming from Allah. It may definitely be, this is a world, it's a place of cause and effect. We have to take measures. We're not saying don't take measures. But the idea is, don't forget the most important thing. That is to rectify your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa explained this. He explained the difference between a believer and a hypocrite. You know when a believer becomes sick, Remember when you become sick, sickness comes from Allah. Shifa also only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The doctor, the medication, all that is just an outward. You know, those are just certain measures you are taking. But shifa only comes from Allah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him sickness, and then Allah gives him afiyat, kana kafaratan nima min dhunubihi. So number one is that this will wipe out all his previous sins. And in the future, this sickness is an admonition. This serves as an advice for him. He thinks to himself, see I've got the sickness now. This is a lesson from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah wants me to become more near and dear to him. Allah restored my health. He gave me another opportunity. Let me increase my ibadat now. Let me increase my amal. Why is there stagnation? When it comes to dunya, there's no stagnation. Ten years ago, the car that man was driving, he's not driving it now. Ten years ago, that kitchen is not the same. Ten years ago, the clothing he's wearing is not the same. When it comes to dunya, no one wants stagnation. Everyone wants to upgrade. Everyone wants to improve. When it comes to deen, why is there stagnation? Why is it ten years ago, you were only reading your five namaz? Now ten years later, you're still only reading your five namaz. You've not improved anything. Ten years ago, you're reading one page Quran in a week. Now ten years later, you're still reading one page Quran. Where is that improvement? Where is that progress? Why are you not progressing? Why are you backwards? So these pious people, they use these opportunities. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, You know a munafiq, when he gets sick, and Allah gives him shifa, it is like kana kalbair. He's like a donkey. The owners tied it, then they released it. The donkey doesn't know why they tied it, nor does it know why they released it. So that's the difference between a munafiq, a hypocrite, and a believer. A believer constantly reflects. So respected friends, this is a time for us to reflect. We know what conditions has prevailed over us. 
in the last year. We all are well aware of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a very important lesson. Remember, your wealth can do nothing for you. Your big talks can do nothing for you. Your businesses, your investments can do nothing for you. It is Allah that is in full control. So now the time has come. Alam amanu This ayat of the Quran Sharif in Surah Al-Hadid. This ayat here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. This is a. This is the ayat that has changed the lives of many saints. When they heard this ayat, where Allah asked the question, Alam amanu, Has the time not come for the believers? You've seen everything with your eyes. You've buried young people with your own hands. You lost people that were near and dear to you. Has the time not come now? That their hearts now surrender to the remembrance of Allah. And now they become submissive. And they become... Attentive to that Quran Sharif that has been revealed, those laws that have been revealed. They must not be like those who were given the book before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about the previous nations. Allah sent a lot of warnings, but they never took heed. They continued in negligence. And then Allah says, فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ That eventually their hearts became hard. Now nothing could penetrate their hearts. And they lived like that, and they left the dunya like that. So this is now the time for us to start reflecting. Alhamdulillah, there are Mubarak days coming in front of us. The month of Rajab is already almost over now. The month of Rajab, one of the four sacred months. This was the month wherein we're supposed to now plant our seeds in the ground to prepare for Ramadan. Shaban is the month where we need to irrigate the fields. Ramadan is the month where we need to draw from the crop. We need to draw from the benefit. We need to reap the harvest in the month of Ramadan. Let us prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan. Let us make this intention. We make dua, Allahumma salimna li Ramadan. Allah keep us safe and sound for the month of Ramadan. Who has got any guarantees whether we will reach or not reach? But we can make dua to Allah. Wasallim Ramadan alana. And Allah allow the month of Ramadan also to come to us with ease. There's no difficulties, no hardships, no restrictions. And wasallim huli mutaqabbal. Make it a means of our acceptance. So we make that dua now that Allah blesses us with the month of Ramadan. And we make this niyat that last year, yes, definitely we were under a lockdown. We could not do things that we normally did. But this year, there is no excuse for us. Let us go back. Unfortunately, some of us now have got very, very comfortable in their comfort zone. And now I don't know if they still going to continue with some of the things. Let us make that intention. We're going to attach ourselves to the masjid in the month of Ramadan. We're going to attach ourselves to the Quran in the month of Ramadan. We're going to attach ourselves to salah and ibadat and zikr. And inshallah, we will make this Ramadan the best Ramadan that we ever passed in our entire lives. And we don't know, Allah knows best what the future holds. We've seen things that are happening, only Allah knows the reality. But maybe this, there were so many people with us last year, and they know more here. Perhaps it never crossed their minds. They never thought also that they're going to have to leave this dunya. Inshallah, let us make this intention, and let us make dua to Allah, that Allah gives us the true, true realization. Allah gives us the tawfiq, and Allah opens up our eyes before it is too late. Wa akhru da'wana alhamdulillah.